Hello and welcome to the Unbundled Attorney Mastermind Podcast. My name is Dave Ahrens and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Unbundled Attorney. In this podcast, we interview many of our provider attorneys, as well as some of the leading experts in the industry to isolate the best practices for building internet-generated leads and how to ethically and effectively offer unbundled legal services and other more affordable options in your practice. For more information about our services, visit www.unbundledattorney.com. All right. I am really excited to share this episode with you. This is an interview with Anthony Saunders, who is one of our provider attorneys out of Salt Lake City, Utah. I've worked personally with Anthony for a number of years. Um, Even before we launched Unbundled Attorney, him and I have worked together personally. He'll say on this episode, I was the one that introduced him to Unbundled Legal Services. But, you know, Anthony has really taken the ball and run with it from there uh, and brings to the table here a completely new way of looking at Unbundled. The way he describes it is try it before you buy it. Uh, It's one of the classic, you know, what you would call the puppy dog clothes in sales, which gives people the opportunity, if you imagine going to the the pet store and the pet shop owner says, well, why don't you take the puppy home, you know, keep him for the night and then, you know, come back in the morning. And if you don't want the puppy, that's okay. Um, But if you do want the puppy, then you can, you know, purchase him at that point and keep him from there. And of course, inevitably people, you know, come home, bring the puppy home, they get really comfortable and enjoying and develop a connection with the puppy. And then when they come back the next day, of course, they don't want to give the puppy back, right? That inevitably happens. And that's always, you know, the kids are saying, oh, can we, you know, bring him home? And then, of course, the kids, you know, two, three days later, couldn't care less. And you're left, you know, taking care of the puppy. But it's the idea of giving clients an opportunity to, to get comfortable with your services, get a sense for what you can do for them and do it in a way that doesn't cost them a whole lot of money and is no obligation and gives them the opportunity to decide from there if they want to continue getting more services. So essentially what Anthony's doing, and his conversion rate, by the way, he shares it on the episode, he's converted in July, for example, out of 33 leads, out of 33 leads, he's converted 27 of them into paying clients. So that's, I think, better than 8 out of 10 conversion rate. So this is unheard of. And what he's doing is he's leading with unbundled, which means that he explains and and every single client, with the ethic, very rare exceptions, starts working with him on an unbundled basis and doing one segment of the case and then transitions from there. And he says 90% of the clients that retain him eventually go to full representation, just giving people an opportunity to try out his services, get comfortable, and then take things one step at a time is a huge game changer in what your potential conversion rate can be with leads. So this is going to be just a hugely valuable episode for anyone that's been doing lead generation with us for a long time, anyone that's looking at doing unbundled legal services, maybe he's been offering on the side and wants to really get the nuts and bolts of how to do this, how to explain it to the clients, how to sell it. And he also goes through a suite of about 15 different unbundled options he offers for various types of issues. Uh, And so it's all here. So let's get right into this interview with Anthony Sanders, one of our provider attorneys out of Salt Lake City, Utah. All right, Anthony, welcome to the show. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm I'm uh, really looking forward to this conversation. We've been working together for a long time with uh, with a break in between, but uh, I think since the early days, it's been at least uh, two, three years uh, since we first started working together with a hiatus in between. And uh, so I'm looking forward to, to catching it all up and and sharing the story of massive growth of the Anthony Sanders alt firm empire. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. So thanks for taking the time today. So uh, maybe what we could do, Anthony, is if you could start off just by talking about you know, I think you originally started with your own solo practice. Um, I'm not sure if that was straight out of law school or shortly after. And then you decided to transition to working with a firm. I don't know, I'm not sure if it's of counsel or an associate, but maybe you can just talk about kind of how you got your start in the practice and the two different ways in which uh, you've worked both as a solo and uh, within another firm. Okay. Um, I did start off solo right out of law school. Um, just immediately passing the bar, I opened my own shingle out there. Um, immediately began trying to find clients. I was having a really hard time uh, finding them originally. Um, I used a lot of those referral type services and never really was happy with any of them. Um, And then I actually stumbled across uh, unbundled attorney services. Uh, I think they actually had an old name before that, but um, stumbled kind of into them. And 
since that point in time in my solo practice, I used them. They were by far um, the lead generation that they gave me was just phenomenal. It beat any one of those referral services. The lead based system worked a whole lot better for me um, in my own practice. And so using that lead service, um, I actually developed um, kind of my own practice was ongoing, um, was had decided shortly a couple of years ago to just kind of move into a law firm at some point, uh, but wasn't really happy with anything out there. Um, and I think that's about the time we kind of took a break because I started looking for uh, more of a firm-based thing. And I, I joined the alt firm at uh, the beginning of this year, uh, January 2017. And since that point in time, I've got back in touch with um, the Unbundled Services guys here uh, for their lead generation, and we've been using you guys since then. Uh, we, uh, the only exception that we did have to take off a couple of counties for a brief period while we hired another attorney. Yeah, due to uh, some uh, good uh, challenges of, of growth and the amount of cases that have been coming on. So that'll be interesting for us to unpack a bit as far as how you've been having to make the transition from, you know, to, to, to you know, bring on more lawyers in order to handle the, the volume of cases. Yes. Well, uh, and I'm curious, what, what was it that uh, motivated you to go work for a firm as opposed to just continuing to run your own practice? And maybe if you, if you, if you're able to just, uh, to explain it, what is your relationship in the firm? Are you, uh, of counsel or an associate? Do you get paid on results? I'm just, you know, maybe you can share a little bit so, about what made you make the transition and then the structure. I, I am an associate here, um, in this firm. Um, there's one partner in the firm, Chris Alt. Um, he's the managing partner, um, here, uh, we do have one other associate who recently joined us, and other than that, what really brought me here was—I'll uh, just tell—I'll be honest with you—it was my own divorce. Um, I didn't want to have to report my income to my ex-wife, <laughs> so I was trying to find a better way to show income that was actually stable and everything with her um, for child support and alimony purposes. And actually, joining a firm actually made more sense than trying to get my own books in an order to where I was comfortable enough to divulge that information to her. So that's really what brought me into a law firm. Hmm. Okay. And how, how has it been different for you or has it been somewhat similar to work within a firm as a, an associate, as opposed to running a sole practice and what's the dyna- how the, how has the dynamic been different for you? For, for me, it's really been the same. I, I mean, the, the lead generation that, that I get, um, I'm responsible for all of those, clients when they come into our office from the initial phone conversation all the way through the end of their case with us, um, depending upon what needs that they have and where that case ends with us. But I'm responsible 100% for all of those. Um, The only real difference is is I do have other cases that get referred to me through the firm that I also work on as part of the partner's caseload. Other than that, I do my own lead generation and, and really handle the cases that way. Okay, awesome. Well, you know, one of the things that, you know, you and I have been working together closely ever since, you know, the early days, um, you know, because back in those early days, I was the only one that was the only representative of the company as far as, you know, on the sales side and supporting attorneys. So uh, you and I have worked together personally for a very long time. And one of the things I've been really always impressed about is just, you know, not only are you, you know, excellent converting the leads, but you've also been really creative and flexible in the way in which you've been, you know, structuring the unbundled payment plans and just the ways in which you've been able to work around your client's budget and and seem to meet people where they're at in a way that I think, you know, few attorneys and or at least, you know, the minority of attorneys have been successful in able to accomplish that. You know, certainly it's more common amongst in in our network, but you know, overall, you know, if you look at the marketplace and certainly in Utah and in other states, there's very few attorneys that are being as adaptive as you are. So um, maybe you can talk about what initially motivated you to, to start offering unbundled services and working with folks in the way that you do. And maybe we can start to talk about some of the options you offer and, and the price points and so forth. So I to, to kind of begin with here, what, what really brought me in um, to the unbundled services was actually my initial conversation with you. I'd I'd never actually thought about it before. Um, I'd heard, you know, other attorneys do it, and I'd looked into it through the bar and to make sure everything was okay and I could do things like that. But other than that, I hadn't really thought much about it. Um, 
but our mine and your initial conversation when we first spoke about it when I reached out to you uh, long long ago um, was really just the driving point. Um, one of the things that brought me into law was my own uh, cases. My I had a custody case when I was 18, and what I wanted to do was to help people. I didn't want people to feel like I felt back then. And so that's kind of been what my driving point has been, is taking my own experiences and inputting them into my conversations with these uh, leads as they come in to try to drive home that there is a, a much more personable aspect to them coming into the office to talk to me or them even talking to me over the phone about their case. Um, at the end of the day, you know, there's a lot of personal feelings that go into uh, family law cases. And I try my best to accommodate at least reaching out to that side of it as well when I approach um, the leads that I speak with. Hmm. So what what was it about unbundled services and working with clients with these types of options that you found to be in alignment with your desire to to help people in a way that maybe you wish you, I don't know if it was because you wish you could have been helped when you were going through the cases or you you sincerely just wanted to have a desire because you could empathize with people. Maybe you could share that, but you know, what was it about the way in which, you know, you're working now that, that aligned with your philosophy and your desire to serve? So what I found was essentially by being able to unbundle the services and break it down into different segments of a case, um, instead of handling an entire case up front for a client, it did a couple of things. Um, which I felt really comfortable with. Um, and one of my biggest approaches since day one um, with unbundled services has basically been, look, it's kind of a, a try it before you buy it um, type of scenario. Uh, people are very apt to spend a lot of money or want to spend a lot of money when it comes to um, the legal cases, especially you know, going back a couple of years, money just isn't the same as it used to be for a lot of people. And so by offering the unbundled services, I actually felt that I could reach out to more people and help more people in that manner uh, by offering them, even if, look, you just want me to handle a temporary order hearing for you or you want me to just draft your documents. Um, I was able to walk people through all of those steps and what they needed to know um, to help prepare them for the case ahead of them, which I actually found to be very calming for most people, which actually converted more of them actually to full-time retaining clients as a result of that. Yeah, and it's, a, it's an interesting way of looking at it that kind of try before you buy it because obviously a lot of clients are hesitant about, you know, making sure they hire the right attorney and they've obviously there's a lot in line for them as the rights to their kids and so there's a lot of fears and a lot of, con- you know, understandable concerns around them making the right choice and decision to, you know, get the right attorney on their side to help them. And so that ability to try before they buy or experience what it's like to work with you and to get comfortable as an initial step, uh, I can only imagine that must make people feel you know, a lot more comfortable with engaging with you at the outset. Uh, it has. And I'll be honest, um, of the people who have retained me for even one part of their, their stuff, um, I would say 90% of those actually end up becoming fully retained for the rest of their case. Just because I emphasize a lot on that, try it before you buy it. Look, if if you like what we do and you feel more comfortable by the time we're done, you know, you might want to think about having us do the rest of your case. And if not, you know, we can still do bits and pieces here and there if you're at least comfortable with us doing that. And it, it allowed people a lot more flexibility um, in, in each of their cases. Um, some people really just need help with that temporary order hearing, and then they feel like they can do mediation on their own, and and they end up resolving it usually after doing the temporary orders because they kind of think that's where they're going to end up um, at the end. But it gives them a better idea and being able to answer their questions and, and even just having the ability to call when they have those questions, even if they're being built something for it. You know, I found was a lot more helpful to people, and people were much more reactive instead of react instead of you know going back into a shell. Um, so responsive, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I think this is a really, really important point, and it's a distinguishing factor. I think in in in, in, in the attorneys we work with that convert. Do you know roughly, uh, Anthony, what your conversion rate is uh, out of ten leads? You know how many you're converting into paying clients for some form of a, a service? Uh, I can tell you this: I don't know, I've been tracking them since we came back on board with you guys. 
Um, in the month of July, I had approximately, uh, and I haven't seen the numbers yet for August, but I can tell you for July, we had approximately 33 leads come in, um, and we signed up uh, on either a partial or full retainer, 27 of those. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, th- okay, so that's... That's basically nine. Oh my! That's nine out of ten. Almost nine out of ten. So basically, eight or nine out of ten are retaining your services out of every lead you receive. Yeah, that was August was a little bit lower. I know those numbers are a little bit lower, um, but it's still greater than seventy-five percent. I know greater than seventy-five percent. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. so this so, and what you were getting at here, I think, is such a distinguishing factor. From attorneys, I mean, we have a lot of attorneys that do extremely well with our leads and, and are having a lot of success and are converting maybe one out of four, one out of three, one out of two. I mean, one out of two would be amazing. That's that's incredible. 50% conversion rate on a lead. Average client values two to $3,000 at the end of the day. You know, attorneys are paying whatever, 50 bucks a lead or something like that, depending, 55 or so. I mean, it, it, it's incredible conversion rate and return. But there's there's this level from one out of three or one out of four to something that is significantly higher. And even attorneys doing well at one out of five, right? And I think one of the th- distinguishing factors is, are attorneys leading with unbundled services? And yes. I mean, maybe we can, we can unpack that, Anthony, because I think there's a big distinguishing thing between, you know, offering unbundled and saying, well, we can either do unbundled. But, you know, you know, you, most people really want the full representation. Here we can, so we can do unbundled or we can do full representation, you know, and, and they kind of offer the unbundled, but they really move people towards full representation right away. So it's, it's offering yeah. it, but they kind of go straight for the full representation, or at least they feel like, you know, that's most ideal. Whereas your approach is, hey, let's start with, let's, let's start with unbundled. Why don't you start with just one aspect of the case? We can handle just one piece of this. Whatever that initial segment is, get a get get a feel for the way we work together. Whether we're a good fit, whether you're comfortable working with us, and then if you want more services, you can enroll from that. That's a completely different strategy, in alignment with what you're talking about here. Try it before you buy it. So, can you unpack that a little bit further on, you know, why you feel like that's been so successful for your firm? Uh, I can. Um, I mean, our biggest thing, and I can tell you uh, from the initial phone call. When I when I talk to people on the phone, um, my my generally my first question is, you know, where are you at in your case? And uh, I want to know where they're at so I can talk really about that portion of it first. Uh, I want to even start with the unbundled just in our initial conversation, as far as all right. So you you're heading into temporary orders. Let's talk just about temporary orders, and this is what we can do for you just for the temporary orders. Um, and I really start unbundling it really with that initial phone call um, and carry that through when they come into the office with the, the onset. I, I generally try to prepare enough. Um, when they come in, we can just talk about that one aspect that they're concerned about right now. Because when they contact me, generally what I find is, you know, I, I want to sign over my rights for custody of my kids. Okay, where are you at in the process? What have you done? Have you researched anything um, do you know who you want to sign them over to? Um, where, you know, really where is it at? And that allows me to focus um, the conversation really on that first unbundled aspect of saying, all right, so here's the first thing we can do for you is we can draft your petition or we can draft your motion for temporary orders or give us a chance to do the hearing um, for you. Um, and start unbundling it really all the way from the outset. And then what I generally do is we don't even talk about full representation until after that initial portion is done for them. Exactly. Okay. So, and so can we, can we cover, I can only imagine that there's some attorneys that would say, you know, there's some cases that are fit for unwanted legal services. Other cases aren't. They're more complex and more complicated. How can you break apart? cases that are contested or, you know, there's some complex issues. And, you know, what I'm hearing from you is that you look at, okay, where are you at right now? What needs to be filed? What's the next hearing? What's the next order? Because regardless, that person's going to have to keep moving forward and they're going to have to do it one step at a time, no matter what. So can you just talk about, you know, how you're able to work with people, where they're at? I mean, it seems like in the vast majority of cases, you're able to find a way to unbundle or at least start working with them unbundled. Obviously, a lot are transitioning, but you know, how are you able to, you know, 
work with people as one step, regardless of the complexity, you know, to a certain degree? So it, what I've generally done is, is depending upon where they're at, and I'm, I'm very open and honest with them and say, look, if, if you've already filed your papers for your temporary orders um, and you want us to do the hearing, it is going to take this much prep time um, so you know. Um, and I kind of let them know that ahead of time so that they know that I'm not just going into this, great, you signed me up, I'm just going to show up to the hearing and repeat everything that you said. Right. Um, I focus a lot um, on their one issue that they have before them. And the reason for that is, is most people that come into our office, at least here in Utah, they're teary-eyed, they're um, crying, they're upset about a lot of different things. And by allowing them the opportunity to really kind of focus just on one thing instead of the whole picture, the whole picture is still in their head and it's still in mine as well. But by allowing them to focus just on that one thing, their comfort level seems to come down. And by their comfort level coming down to, all right, we're just going to talk about mediation today and what's going to happen, what we can do for you at mediation, why you want an attorney with you at mediation. And let's just talk about that. Sure, you're still going through the divorce. You're still going through a custody battle. But let's just focus on one thing. And it generally what I have found tends to calm people down more to where they're more open to listen to what you have to say um, and be willing to give you more information. And that comfort level really is the one thing that I use as kind of a springboard into full retainership is because, all right, I've already got them comfortable with me here on this mediation thing. Um, and we attend mediation and they like what happened there, but they didn't resolve their case. So they need something else to start preparing for trial. So what they do is they generally come back to me and say, look, you made me feel really good about this. I felt great about what happened there. Um, but it's all about laying that comfort level with them because people nowadays shop, uh, especially younger generation, uh, the so-called millennials tend to shop around for what's comforting to them. And so I focus a lot on that initial comfort level and turning that into uh, a retainer in our office. And by focusing it on that, we've just been able to generate more turnover. Uh, when I first started out, I was only getting one out of five, one out of six sometimes. Um, it wasn't that great. And that's when the try it before you buy it thing kind of hit me. And from that point on, that's the way I focused it is, look, let me let me show you this and what I can do for this. And now that your comfort level is good, let's do the rest for you. Mm. Okay. So let's let's talk about some of the different options. You know, I've always been I've always appreciated the way you segment things and you have the you know, a lot of different options and you can segment almost any type of you've got the limited appearances, you've got doc prep, you've got review. I mean there's different things you can do. So can you share some of the different ways, the different types of unbundled services you could provide at each seg you know, as a segment? And maybe give an example uh, think, or something like that and run through the options, and then we can start talking about how you would transition. Yes. Uh, I've got it broken down. Um, we have about 20 things total with regards to um, our family law pricing here. Um, we have our initial petition, of course, that includes the filing fee. Um, if they've already been served and they're the respondent, we do have a flat fee as well for answer and counter petition. Uh, we offer flat fee services for um, just amending it for you. If we, if you come in and ask us to review it and we think that there's things they should change and you just want us to make those changes for you, we have a flat fee broken out just for that um, for them. Um, as you're, as you're going through this, Anthony, I mean, every market's going to be different. So attorneys have to take, you know, whatever pricing you may share with a grain of salt. You know, if you're practicing in Manhattan, you might have to have different pricing because of your overhead than you would in, say, Salt Lake or you know, uh, Lansing, Michigan. So, but would you, would you be open or mind sharing, you know, what example rates? And I know it's going to be a bit of a range depending on what needs to be done, but can you give like a range on what these flat rates might be to help someone with a filing initial petition or doing a response or counter petition or doing, you know, like an amendment or these types of things. So attorneys can get an idea of what, you know, a typical price range might be that they could, if they want to start offering these options. Yeah, of course. So our initial petition, including the filing fee, is $1,300. Um, Utah's filing fee right now is $360. So that really puts it down to about $990 um, in attorney time that they're allowed um, to use. Uh, essentially, we don't limit that time um, for them. Um, our answer and counter petition, because the filing fee is a little bit less, is only $1,200 on that one. 
um, an amended petition, for example, we only charge 750 for that. Um, initial discovery, if you just want us to handle your initial discovery in Utah, um, where we have financial declarations that are required, um, there's a lot of financial documents to go in, and they are extremely confusing for uh, even most attorneys who don't get them right. Um, we do charge 1500 um, for that. Um, but that also includes their other initial disclosures as required under the rules of civil procedure. Um, we do have a, a breakdown for a motion for temporary restraining order. I don't think we've ever actually used that one as those don't happen very often. Um, and then we do have a motion for temporary orders or opposition to a motion for temporary orders. Um, and in this, we've actually um, bundled this to include some things that we're going to need for their motion. So we include in this initial discovery, um, up to 10 hours of motion and exhibit preparation, um, drafting and revision of any orders as well as appearance at the hearing. And on that one, just because of the time in that, we actually have that one set at 4,500 uh, for that one. Did you say 4,500? Um, yes. Uh -huh. And that's actually the most common one that people actually end up retaining us for. Um, usually under these unbundled things, that's where people have come in and that's their first, first initial uh, fee that we end up charging them for that. Okay. Do you also offer, uh, if you just want us to do the temporary order hearing itself, um, we do that at a flat rate of 500 if you're going to do everything else and you just want us to prepare and be at the hearing. Um, generally about 500 unless it's extremely complex, then we charge 750 for that, just for the hearing alone. Um, we do have... Um, discovery issues, if a statement of discovery issues is needed, if a client comes to us and say, look, I'm trying to get this stuff and I'm having a really hard time getting a response from the other side, um, all the way through sanctions um, and requests for attorney fees, we do charge 1500 on that. Um, we have review hearings. Uh, we charge $750 on just a review hearing for them. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, if there's a parent time dispute, we charge $600 for that. Um, mediation um, varies, and that that ranges anywhere from a thousand to four thousand, depending upon the case and what the issues are. Um, on that, an extremely complex divorce is going to be more in the four thousand range. Um, on that, but it really is client specific on that one. So there's right. kind of a wide range on that. Um, and then we actually break down for them if they want us just to do trial uh, as well. We actually have a half-day trial flat fee of 2500 or a full day at $3,500. Um, and then afterwards, if they want us to draft and review their findings and decree, uh, we charge 625 for that as well. So that's kind of a breakdown. It's not everything that we do, but it's, it's a smaller version of, of our flat fee pricing that we offer. Yeah, and before we kind of unpack that further a little bit, uh, uh, flat fees. Um, why do why do you believe in offering flat fees uh, versus hourly as just a, a general billing model for most of these services? So when it comes to the unbundled portion, the reason why we like the the flat fee pricing is the client knows exactly what they have to come up with for that aspect. So if they know they're having us do all the work on their motion for temporary orders and they have to come up with $4,500 for that, they know exactly what that fee is going to be. They know we're not gonna, they're not going to see a bill for us for $5,000 or $6,000 or, or whatever. Um, if they're just doing a hearing, for example, they know exactly what that's going to cost in advance. So even if we end up being late on the calendar, they're not going to be charged extra for that stuff. And what I found is by offering the flat fee pricing for this unbundled section before we move to a full retainer, um, in that try it before you buy it sense of mind that I, I carry into these types of cases is, all right, so now you've seen what we do on your initial petition. Yeah, it was $1,300. Um, here's our retainer for everything else. But you saw what you got for your money before. And knowing what they're getting for their money, I think, tends to help people make that decision later on to move into a full retainership. Yeah, I really like your comments on the flat fee pricing, clients knowing exactly what they're going to get. There's no ambiguity. I think that's one of the major complaints and probably, and I think, reasons. I remember hearing some statistics about the, the primary reason clients not retaining an attorney is not necessarily that they couldn't afford it. 
but that because they were uncertain about how much it was going to cost in the end, and that there was yeah. ambiguity about that, and they and so many people have had the experience where they retain an attorney, and then they and then they you know get some bill they weren't expecting, and it's way more than they thought, and they run out of money, and then the case gets and it gets dropped, and that's a real fear, and I think that statistically a lot of people have that concern, and so. Not only the flat rate pricing being really transparent and very uh, clear and easy to understand, but also do you find on some level that when you're working on a flat rate that it, it breeds a certain degree of efficiency in your firm as far as trying to find ways to be more streamlined or more efficient in the way you're you're handling tasks and getting things done? It, it does for us. Um, so from our standpoint, the way we came up with our flat fee pricing is we kind of averaged out a bunch of cases um, over the last couple of years about what the average cost was for each aspect of this. And it took a lot of time to do. Don't get me wrong, it was not an easy task to find the, these numbers. Um, and this is kind of in the median range of, of where we're, we fell on, on all of this stuff. And But by finding out what that those prices are and we know, okay, so this client is doing a full temporary order hearing. He's going to get $4,500 worth of service from us. What are we going to do? Um, if it makes it a little bit easier for the attorney um, that we have assigned to it to focus purely on just that aspect of their case. They're not looking into um, if we brought a new attorney in on the case. Um, we just recently, like I said, had to hire a new attorney um, to come help with the caseload that we're getting right now. And, and just being able to bring him in, he was up to speed within, you know, 30 minutes at the most because he knew on these unbundled cases, these flat rate ones, exactly where he was at and what he was required to do, which made his efficiency go up um, starting from day one. Um, he was able to just pick it right up and go right into it without spending a lot of time trying to get himself caught up on our cases and our caseload. Hmm. But, but the overall efficiency of it, um, it's much more of a streamlined process for us. Uh, I take your case and we're just doing your initial petition. Um, I can generally tell a client what day of the week that I'll have it to them for review at this point in time now, because we've got it at least that efficient to where I know how long it's going to take me to draft that initial petition for them. Okay. And are you guys using any form of document automation software or do you have a paralegal or um, any form of intake software that allows you to um, either have the client complete an intake form themselves or um, to have the information you've inputted into, you know, either a case management software or intake software, you know, populate into the forms or anything like that implemented so far? Uh, we don't yet. Um, we are actually looking into Lexicata right now. Um, I've had a couple of conversations with them about their process and what they can do for us. Um, and I think we might be moving towards that, but we haven't moved there yet. As of now, it's all uh, an, an initial paperwork that we give the client when they come into the office for it. We do have a paralegal who works on the cases, um, but lately with the amount of work that we've had, he has not been able to keep up as well. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we kind of get back to that um, the more streamlined we can get the process, the more people we're able to to reach and the more people we're able to help with their cases. And and honestly, that's that's been our driving factor is what can we do to get these? We know that these are our average numbers over the last couple of years, but what can we do to make those maybe even lower in the future that more people will want to come in and get with our office and that those referrals that our clients send out are even better than what they are now. Yeah, and maybe we can talk about that just because just because you brought it up. You know, you're you're offering a lot. Of, I mean, you're you're providing services to a lot of people. You know, maybe like the average firm, if they got 33 leads, they might convert six, which would be pretty good. You know, one out of five, one out of, you know, or so, one out of six conversion rate. That'd be like decent. That'd be pretty solid. They'd still see good ROI. But you've got 27 people that have retained your services on on a one way or another have had an opportunity to work with your firm and now can potentially become ambassadors or referral sources for you because you're just dealing with a high volume of people, you know, getting an opportunity to work with you. And so can you talk about how that's led to more referrals? And, you know, I also really, you know, commend you for 
thinking along the lines of how can I even bring the cost down even more as opposed to, you know, maybe see a, you know, a much bigger margin or something like that by building efficiency, but actually being able to serve even more people by being even more affordable by developing more efficiency in technology. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be honest, part of our, our margin in this, um, we determine based on those prices, and but the more we can bring them down and keep the margin roughly the same, that's our ultimate goal is to get more people willing to try us. And what we've done with our referrals is so um, people have come into our office, they've tried our services, they liked us, and they end up moving to a full retainership. And the biggest key to that isn't necessarily them being a newly retained client. And and that's great. And we love that they are. But what we love most about that is, is that person now goes to work and they tell people at work um, what's been going on, what's happened. And they hear about somebody else's divorce or child custody case. And they say, hey, look, these guys did really good for me. Um, they'll let you kind of try them before you actually decide to retain them. Um, they've got a whole list of prices, and we get a lot of referrals back in now from people who have tried just one aspect of it and want other people to be able to try just one aspect of it. And so those referrals come in based upon just a motion to waive a 90-day waiting period or an initial petition. Um, we can sometimes get, uh, depending upon the client stuff, I've had one client who's actually sent me four referrals from her work um, just in the last 30 days. From wow. this. Um, but it's because of that try it before you buy it mentality that, that I try to emphasize with the people who come into the office to talk to me about this, that look, even if you, even if you're, if you're not happy at the end, that's fine. You know, you're not stuck in this long-term commitment where you feel like you're stuck. You can always go out and find other counsel if that's what you want to do, but let us show you what we can do and let us prove to you that we're the ones that you want to have for your whole case. And by doing that, those people take that and refer their friends, their family, their coworkers, and say, look, I tried them just for one thing. You should give them at least a try on one thing for you and see what you can do. It kind of makes it an easy sale for people to refer you, right? It does. And that's why all the referrals come in and say, hey, look, I heard you just did this for them. I want to know what you can do for me. This is where I'm at. Uh, I'm on. I, I haven't been able to get my decree signed. Uh, or before the court. I just recently took one of those cases uh, that came through as a lead for us. And I mean, that lead we generated, we just did the divorce decree for her, but she went back to work and she's the lady who's referred now four people to us. She says, look, they did it quick. They did it fast. They did exactly what they were telling me they were going to do. And they only charged me what we were going to, what we were told. Mm. And just that word of mouth to me is more valuable than the full retention clients who, who, because most of them will end up retaining you fully has been my experience, but more so than that is getting those new people who this, this one lead generated, not just one lead. It really generated four or five. Wow. And there isn't a better lead than you can get than a lead that becomes a referral that refers you someone else. I mean, there is no better lead exactly. than a warm referral. Exactly. And that's what we bank a lot of this on. That's why we offer flat fee pricing specifically for certain aspects of it. Because the more people feel like they got value for their money, the more likely they are to refer us out. Yeah, it's, it's a longer term view of, you know, work, you know, offering services. You're looking at, you know, it's like that, you know, we had this conversation with, uh, with Brian Piccarello. He had the same perspective. He was on a, a recent podcast episode as well. He's the um, social worker turned practicing attorney, that episode. And he talked about this. He says, this is the lifetime value of these clients. A lot of these folks, you know, are, you know, you know first-time parents, first-time single mom, single dad in their 20s, early 30s. They're going to have continuous, you know, types of challenges over the course of years. They're going to come up inevitably. And they can also become a lifetime referral source for the firm. And if you look at people for as... You know, you're still cultivating a relationship, but if you really take the time to really think through what each individual person can mean if treated well and offered, you know, really valuable services, flat rates, and you're, and you're overcoming a lot of the initial concerns that people are going to have around hiring an attorney, it, it, there's so much, you know, I don't want to say back-end money, but like it's probably the easiest way to say it, that a lot of, I think, attorneys just don't take into consideration. No, and I don't think a lot of people do. And and I'll just use a line from my, I mean, really the way I close most of my, my client meetings that I have is, look, 
nobody goes into a divorce or a relationship with they're having kids and thinks in five years, this is going to turn bad. I need to start saving money now. And I'm expecting in 10 years to be divorced or I'm expecting our relationship's not going to work out and I'm not going to be able to see my kid. People, you just don't plan for that. And because people don't plan for that, this unbundled service, this flat fee thing, show you what the prices are going to be is the best option for them because they can feel better value for their money. They can try it before they buy it. And they're able to focus purely on that aspect first to allow that comfort level and calmness to kind of take over and see what having an attorney retained for them can actually do, not just for them financially or through their case, but also emotionally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And can you, the, the options you've been offering, and gosh, I really appreciate you just breaking down and giving example price points of just all the different, a lot of different types of services. That's really helpful for, you know, I think attorneys to get examples of the various different things that they can structure, how they can segment things by various different parts of each different type of case and offer flat fees for various, for each segment. And at the same time, so, and every one of these services is, you know, with the exception of the one where you have the temporary order discovery, motion drafting, the revision, I mean, everything that was 4,500, the vast majority of them are in the, you know, 500 to $1,500 range, which is kind of that, that range that we find, you know, most Attorneys are offering unbundled services is a good fit for clients at that budget, uh, but there's still some clients that you know may not have the full fifteen hundred up front or twenty five hundred, depending on the type of option you're offering. Do you, depending on the scenario and the time frame, do you offer them, you know, can you can break it up into two three payments, or do you do it on layaway and then you can file it if it's a petition, or do you offer additional flexibility for folks that can't afford that that full flat amount up front? So what what we've done is we've we've never done the layaway type of option um, where they they pay and I know attorneys around the valley that have done that um, and a lot of their clients actually end up in our office because um, they're not happy with where they're at um, but the but what we've done is say all right you need to put up at least um, depending upon what range they're in and what they qualify for you know anywhere from fifty to seventy five percent up front. And then they can pay the remainder within 30 days. Mm-hmm. And, and by doing that, it has allowed people more flexibility. So, you know, the $1,300 petition, if you come in and you pay us, you know, $750 on that, I'll get started on it and I'll get your work going for you. And and we'll bill from, from that for that portion. And then what we do is we just don't actually file it until we actually have the full amount. But we let our clients know ahead of time. But that's what we're waiting on. We've billed for our time at this point. Now we're waiting for the remainder of that time and your filing fee to come in and we can pay for it and we can file it for you. And by doing that, we we actually have been able to work with more clients, which has probably helped with the retention that we've had in the last two months um, on this quite a bit um, because we didn't used to offer that. And we've just recently started doing that probably about June of this year. And it's helped a lot as far as people being able to people being able to overcome that initial price barrier and just put something towards their case to get it started, just give you something that you can start working on, and then just not you know not not filing it. So like, I, th- I think that's one of the main concerns of one of you know, of a lot of attorneys in offering flat fees or these types of options is that you know they're going to file the case and then the person will the case, the issue will be resolved and they won't get paid. But what you're saying is in the majority of cases when it's possible. You know, you'll take the initial 50 to 70%, but you just don't quite file it until the full amount is, is actually paid, but the work is done in the meantime. Yes, exactly. And then we at least know we're getting paid something on it because we've got at least that initial $750 towards it. Even worse comes to worse, we don't end up filing it, so we don't pay the filing fee out of our own pocket, which really is the bulk of the rest of that $550. Um, for our time-wise, I mean, we only lose about $140 roughly. Um for our time, which isn't that bad. Yeah, and I think that's the that's, that's the, why we structure it that way. And that's the real difference between layaway, where layaway is like, okay, you got to pay us, pay us, pay us, pay us, pay us until the amount is paid, and then we'll do the work. Whereas you're saying, okay, we'll put fifty to seventy percent down. I'm going to go ahead and start working on this thing, so that by the time you have the money together, we're filing it. Yeah, because what I, I mean, my initial experience, and I, and really why the reason that keeps us from doing this is even through the unbundled services, people who come to us who've been on layaway plans with other attorneys, 
the the client tends to not be happy because it in their mind it's taking longer than they think it should. And so we're upfront and honest with them and say, look, yeah, it's going to take a while. We're not going to file your petition until it's paid in full, but we will start it. And I can show you the work that we've done and that generally those clients tend to be happier because they can see something happening on their case, even if it's not actually filed yet. Just that knowledge that something's actually being done for them tends to be one of the, the biggest factors that turns them into a retained client. Exactly. And so obviously that's, you know, you're able to work with folks that don't have a pressing time factor in that manner because you're not getting in a position where you're filing something before that the full amount is paid. If you have a case where there's a response or a deadline, um, do you have to be a little bit more strict about you know them being able to pay the full amount either upfront or by a specific deadline? Otherwise, it can't be filed. Type of thing. Like how do you how do you skirt you know communicate that and work that out with the client so that you're not getting behind uh, in the case of, of clients that don't have time for a longer term, you know, payment arrangement. So our, our initial thing is, is probably the answer and counter petition. That's the one that generally has the, the closest time frame. There's only 21 days in Utah um, for that response time. So what we've done is we'll do it and we'll file it for you, but you do need to make the payment at, at that point in time within that 30 day. And we actually indicate that in our fee agreement with them, the date that their payment is due. Um, and then, I mean, it's a simple contract after that is, you know, the attorney fees and interest will accrue and, and all of that stuff. And we point that out to them to, to let them know that we want them to, to avoid all of that stuff. Um, I, we generally are really flexible if they can't make the payment on time. Um, and it usually going to be like a week later or something, but for the most part, you know, if you have a time frame and you're not able to come up with it all, it's, it's the same philosophy that we have is you haven't planned for this for the last seven years of your marriage. You haven't planned for this for the last two years of your kid's life. We want to help you. We want to show you what we can do. And now after we've shown you what we can do, we're more likely to turn them into, especially if we're flexible with them on that payment portion, more likely to retain them as a full client. Mm. And, and so can you speak to that, how that's worked out? You know, cause I really love the fact that you guys will, We'll file it anyway. I mean, even if they don't have the full 100%, if they have a deadline, you know, they, they you know only can up, come up 50% in time, you'll file it. Obviously, you have an agreement with them. It could become a collections issue. Who knows? You may, that may not work out. But can you speak to what that what has actually been your experience in working with clients when you're offering that type of option and filing it for them before you've paid the full amount and whether that's become, you know, a problem? If so, how often? And, you know, like you said, maybe is eventually offset by the amount of people that retain you for full representation because you were able to offer that goodwill to them at the the beginning. So we we haven't had a lot of problems, maybe one or two cases this year where it's actually been a problem where they haven't paid it uh, by the date it was due. But generally speaking, they usually come back because they're happy with, and I'll be honest, I I call this um, opposing party syndrome where... Um, now that opposing party has seen what their response is, they're really mad and our client's extremely happy and pays us even sooner than what our agreement was for just because they're glad that their ex is now upset uh, <laughs> about whatever got filed. So, <laughs> uh, But I, I found you know, over the, the time that I've done this, um, I haven't had very many of these go to collections um, for that, just them knowing what that flat rate is and, and the interest rate on it when it comes due. Um, generally speaking, we, we just haven't had a lot of problem with them paying it by the time that they were supposed to, uh, the longest we've ever gone is 60 days from the time, uh, we took their initial retainer from us, but usually it's about 30 days and they've almost always been able to come up with it between now and then. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you you sharing that. You know, I think that a lot of attorneys are afraid. That, that that's not going to be the case, but it's really helpful for you know, attorneys such as yourself that have that are taking that you know leap of faith in a way and doing that consistently. That that's continued to work out for you, and then obviously you have a number of clients that are electing to to pay for more services beyond that. Um, probably in part due to the fact that you're willing to be flexible, like you said, that you know leads to more business simply because of the fact that you're being willing to work with people on that basis. Yeah, it's been very beneficial for us here. So. Um, like I said, we just recently had to hire a new attorney. I, I did have to drop two counties recently because we just could not keep up 
with where we were getting business-wise. Um, we just recently hired a new attorney because of it and training him on this unbundled side as well and, and how we handle these cases. Um, just the overall client, client side of this, um, like I said, probably 90% of them turn into fully, fully retained clients right now um, of the ones that we do at least one thing for. Yeah. And I'd like to pack that just briefly, that, that transition point to full representation, then maybe we can talk about just that process of hiring a new attorney and what's worked well for you, and then we can wrap it up. So uh, maybe you could just talk just a little bit about you offer the unbundled service, you know, the initial segment is complete, maybe talk about what happens at that point. Uh, and how the discussion leads to, okay, you know, do you want more services? Do you follow up with them? Do you have a follow-up appointment after the hearing or whatever needs to be done? Um, how does that trans- that, that next step transition to full representation? What does that look like? And, and, and what, what does the arrangement typically look like as well? So what we've done is uh, we do have a paralegal who drafts a kind of a timeline for them about their case, about when everything is due to kind of give them that, that, anticipation and idea of what's coming up, what's still left to do in their case. Um, and part of that is to let them know, look, you're not done yet. You've still got more to go. Um, but the other part of that is to let them know, look, we're still here and we're still willing to work with you. In fact, we put this timeline together for you for that reason to show you everything that's available for you. And our, our paralegal usually mails that out uh, within 24 to 48 hours after our last thing that we've done for them. So in the case of initial petition, after we filed it for them, or in case of temporary orders, after the entry of the orders assigned by the judge. And then we always follow up with them uh, at least within the week, uh, no more than five business days out uh, to say, hey, look, how's everything going? Um, did you like what we did? And we talk with them a lot about you know what we offered them and see if they were okay with it and what they what they liked about it. Um, and if they don't retain us, we at least know what the pros and cons were that they saw in it. And if they do retain us, again, it starts that initial conversation. They're like, oh, yeah, I really liked what you said about this while we were at the hearing. Or I really liked what you put in my petition about this because I never would have thought about that. And then we can start focusing on what those things are during our conversation with them. Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that people don't know about their case uh, when they're going into it and they just want to sign things over. And now that we're focusing on, oh yeah, you, you didn't think about this. Now they're thinking to themselves, what else don't I know? What else do I need help with down the road? And almost always we end up with a, with them coming back in and signing a full retainer. Yeah. Once they've worked with an attorney, it kind of highlights or brings to light for them what they don't know. They don't know is involved in their case. Right. Exactly. And I've still got uh, one client now who has, we just finished up her case. And this is actually the third time she's retained me. Uh, she was an initial lead coming from you guys. Uh, she was probably in the second week that I was with you guys. Um, and I've done um, her custody case back then, a divorce action for her now, and a modification to her custody as well. Um, and she just, she's been thrilled with it. She loves looking at the flat fee thing and knowing what she can and can't do um, with her case. And, and it's just been really beneficial for her. So I would, I would recommend that to anybody being able to offer that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So then the, this has been really great. I really love the philosophy and the way you're approaching this. I think from a sales standpoint, from a client comfort level, Especially, you know, fielding lead and lead generation when clients haven't had an opportunity to meet your firm yet. They don't know who you are. Ways in which you can make things, make the decision easier, a little, that, that try it before you buy it, that comfort level. There's no obligation. You can start with one small service. We can do this for you. You can get a feel for it. You know, it's just like, you know, going to the puppy shop. You can take the puppy home, hang out with you, bring him back. If you don't like him, it's okay. I mean, it's the, it's the most classic you know, it's close in sales, you know, that, that, that try at no obligation, you know, trial offer that, you know, it, it is, but it's still a service, right? It's still a specific fixed fee service. The numbers still pencil out for you financially. And so it's, it's just a really conducive approach to both lead generation. And I think, you know, for clients that are, you know, especially for the first time hiring an attorney to feel really comfortable and make, and to be able to make it really easy for them to take that first step. So I think, and that's yeah, that's exactly the way I look at it. 
Yeah. Exactly. So this has been really, really helpful. I think the last thing we could just touch on briefly because you've just gone through it is, you know, you've just, you've, you've <laughs> you, you brought on 27 cases, new clients, and just from our lead generation, plus your own sources, of course, in July, you've probably got something in the 20s or teens or, you know, a lot coming on since August. And so you've obviously had to hire an attorney, another attorney to help you with that. Uh, can you, I don't know if you've been leading the, the charge in, in finding that new attorney, but is there anything you could share about the process of bringing on a new associate as opposed to, we've had some attorneys talk about contract lawyers where, you know, there's kind of a fee split and they, you know, have an independent contractor relationship. Whereas in this case, you guys have, you know, brought on a new associate. Is there anything you can share about the process of either, you know, sourcing, hiring, or training uh, that new associate on providing unbundled services within your firm? So there, there's not much different in the, the hiring process. I mean, we, we wanted somebody that fit in with our firm quite well. Um, but on the training side, you know, we're, because we do offer this unbundled thing and a lot of attorneys out there and a lot of firms don't offer it, um, trying to streamline him uh, and train him in that, we focused a lot on breaking it down for him and, and monitoring kind of what that looks like. Um, because most attorneys, when they come in right out the gate, um, tend to have that feeling like I'm doing everything for this client, everything. But we have to let them know, okay, wait a minute, that's not what we're hired to do on this and focusing more on, okay, we're just doing the initial petition. It's good that you're looking ahead and take those notes, but that's for us to talk with them about after we're done drafting their petition. It's not stuff we're going to bring up right now. Let's just focus on showing them what we can do first. And so the training on that's been really just kind of narrowing their focus back down to just one aspect of the case and walking through one step at a time on these cases as they come through. Yeah, exactly. You know, just looking at it as segments as opposed to, you know, what's probably what is what is trained in law school is to look at things from A to Z, take a retainer fee that's going to dig you you know, two thirds of the way to the end and you know, you handle everything from start to finish. That's the traditional way. And so, you know, training attorneys on new paradigm, you know, and offering pay as you go or one, one phase at a time is, you know, certainly, uh, I'm sure you've had to, you know, it, it's a little different, right? Like attorneys may not be, uh, as familiar with that. And I'm and I know in a lot of States there's, you know, CLEs starting to come out on unbundled services. Massachusetts has a limited assistance representation certification. And so I know that there's more education, becoming available every day for attorneys to get up to speed on how to effectively and ethically offer unbundled services. And that's certainly one of the the ideas behind this podcast is to provide, to be a resource for attorneys to do that. But a lot, you know, attorneys don't necessarily have that perspective. So when you're hiring, are you more focusing on their philosophy and their belief around, you know, why they became a lawyer in the first place and making sure they have that same desire to help people? And and then from there, describing how how they're practically going to do it within your firm. We we do. Uh, philosophy is key um, to do these types of cases. Is you can't have somebody whose mindset is bill every dollar possible in this because if you have that philosophy while you're doing this, um, your margin goes down significantly. Um, an attorney who's going to spend every time researching every new case and doing all this stuff with regards to what should be just a simple petition for divorce, um, you, you know, your, your, your margin part ends and then the client themselves end up getting frustrated because the time frame that we're giving them ends up being extended and extended and extended. And then we have the potential to lose that client on the back end. And we focus a lot more on the back end than we do um, anything else because yeah and we use a margin of error basically a median for our price pricing point and that's so there is some margin for those people who don't retain us but our ultimate goal is to turn these people and these leads really into full-time retained clients who love our services enough that they're going to refer us out to their friends family and coworkers. and by focusing if you don't have that mentality and that mindset that you can just do a temporary orders or just do discovery in a case and you want to expand that so much, that mindset's just not going to be there and it's going to end up hurting not only the client, but the, the firm as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, you're pretty, you know, that that's really what we've been trying to share. I, I think a lot of attorneys, 
don't necessarily realize that it actually, they could lose money by having a very rigid mindset around having to have the full representation retainer up front. There's just so many more clients that are in a position, would, would, would not be in a position to afford that and would be turned away as a result. And so many more clients that would be so pleased and so happy to have the opportunity to work with a firm at a rate they can afford one phase at a time in a way that they can deal with is manageable mentally for them that they're very, they're going to become, you know, ambassadors and, and fans of your service and want to, you know, enthusiastically share that with their friends, family, and neighbors. So uh, it's, yeah, I it, mean, the, yeah. the biggest selling point that I've had has been uh, with these unbundled things is this referrals that they end up generating. I don't know who their friends, I don't know who their family are. I don't know what their income levels are. And you may end up finding that one uh, so-called golden goose or whatever you want to call it out there as a client um, who just came from a referral from somebody who you only drafted a petition for. And now you're doing a three-year divorce case where every month you have a set amount of income coming in from this client because they pay their bill on time, they have the money to do it, and their divorce is extremely complicated. So... You know, by turning people away and by by keeping that, I'm losing out on those referrals, and I just I can't find myself, I can't fathom doing that because I didn't want to just draft a petition for somebody. Yeah, yeah, and this is this is the this is it, man. I mean, this is how lawyers make more money charging less in today's era. Yeah, you know, that, that's it. Because you, because you're appealing to the vast majority of the market, you're being transparent. You're, you're overcoming their fears and, and working with people in a way that they're going to feel comfortable, like you said. And people are really, really appreciative of that and are happy to, to, to sound the, sound the, sound the, you know, sound the alarms and, and, and share that with anyone else that they care about that, you know, is going to have the same concerns if they're trying to get custody of their child or dealing with a family issue such as the ones that uh, their friends did. So, uh, exactly. And I don't know who their friends and family are. They may be the best clients that I can ever hope for um, and turn into a long-term relationship, not just doing family law stuff for them, but other areas of law that we practice in too. So That's right. just overall, it's just way more beneficial for us to offer this type of service, which is why we do it. Yeah. And so last question, uh, Anthony, when you do full representation, so if they make that transition, do you continue doing segments on a flat rate or do you transition to a billable retainer at that point hourly? Or is there, is there a different arrangement once they make the decision to go full representation? We actually offer both. Um, we offer them, you know, we let them know, like, the, these rates are kind of a median range for us. And we'll be honest with them and tell them if we think that it's going to be worth it for them to keep on a flat fee or not. And by being honest with them, generally most of them end up being hourly. But we do have, um, just in the last two months, um, we've done full representation at a flat fee pricing on probably close to 17 clients um, that have come into our office. Uh, not all of them were leads from Unbundled, but we've taken this model and, and use it in other areas as well. And by doing that, you know, uh, just recently we finished a divorce case that overall we were, the profit margin on it for us was extremely high um, because she did the Unbundled portion and ended up settling through mediation. So, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, and that's where, you know, you're breeding efficiency, you're looking at the flat rates, you're running the numbers every now and again, you're gonna have a case that maybe you spent a little bit more time than you expected on it and don't see as, as great a margin, but you also have the opportunity to, to see really great margins if you've run the, you know, taken the time to run the numbers. I think you mentioned that earlier that you guys really did take the time to run the numbers. And these fee structures are based on, you know, past history. So, you know, a lot of attorneys may not have that luxury, you know, as far as the amount of time they've been working with clients to know what those fees should be. But certainly if they start working with the flat rate model and being creative and, and testing this out, there certainly is a lot of room for, um, you know, higher margins and, and more efficiency and, and a lot more clients wanting to pull the trigger with you. Exactly. And I, this is my advice to anybody who says they don't have the time to do it. Have an accountant do it if you need to. Have somebody go through your documents because it will benefit you and your clients both in the end, knowing what those prices end up being. Exactly. All right. Well, Anthony, I want to thank you again for, for taking the time and sharing so openly uh, the way in which you've been working with the clients. I couldn't be just, I'm just so excited and appreciative 
that we have had the opportunity to work together uh, for as long as we have and that so many clients we sending you are sending you are getting help because of the way you're working with them. So I am just I really appreciate everything you're doing. So many more people are getting legal services because you guys are doing what you're doing and uh and and um it's just been just been a lot of fun working with you and and I thank you for for sharing everything so others other attorneys can start to consider offering these options in their firm as well. Great. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, man. So uh, thanks again. And so for everyone else who's listening to the podcast, of course, we appreciate your support. Uh, check out our blog as we have transcripts, transcriptions of each episode. So you can read along uh, and read episodes as well. Go back and, and reference and, and get notes and follow links to the things that are mentioned and so forth. So check out blog.unbundledattorney.com or just come to unbundledattorney.com and click on blog and you'll see all the transcriptions for all the episodes. Uh, if not by this time you've heard this, very, very soon we'll have all the transcriptions up there. And uh, with that, we'll go ahead and uh, see you all on the next episode. So thanks so much for participating. For more information about how our lead generation services can help you grow your practice, visit our website at www.unbundledattorney.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to subscribe so you get each new episode as soon as it's available and leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. Once again, thanks for listening.